0: Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your hosts, Buster Spoops and Michael Campbell. This week in preparation for Sabbath, August 21, we look at Lesson 8, Free to Rest. Join us as we explore how to find liberation in
1: the midst of weariness. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's Word, and together we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into this study.
0: All right, so this is uh, Lesson 8, Free to Rest, and our memory text comes from Psalms chapter 27, verse 1, and it says this, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Uh, love this. Psalms 27 verse 1. Whom shall we be afraid, Michael?
1: Exactly. And that's what I love about this lesson, lesson is we're talking about resting in Jesus.
0: Amen. <laughs> so tell us, you know, let's jump straight into this. Talk to, talk to us a little bit about healing rest
1: absolutely i mean jesus is the master teacher the master healer yes sir and when people would interact with with jesus christ it wasn't um people just trying to see what you know i'm sure there were some people hey i just want to be healed or whatever but but jesus also was looking at people's souls how can how is it possible to engage with people's lives spiritually mm. um, and the whole person of course. Right. And so that's what Jesus is all about is, is he's about redemption, redemption of the whole person. Yeah. And so Jesus goes about doing um, his healing ministry and he was no respecter of persons. He didn't see, you know, he wasn't healing somebody just because you're rich or, <laughs> or politically influential, but, but Jesus was looking for searching hearts And that's exactly what's described here in the text that is referenced here in this lesson for this week. Um, The paralyzed man is the title that I have in my NIV in Mark Uh. chapter two, verses one through four. And I'm just going to go ahead and read it. It's a familiar story for many. It says a few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. And so they gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door. And he preached the word to them. And some men came, bringing to him a paralyzed man carried by four of them. And since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus. I always try to picture this in my mind. (laughs) that had to be incredible. Um, Above Jesus, by digging through it and then lowered the mat the man was lying on. So just an incredible scene in the ministry of Jesus, one of many times when Jesus healed people, but there was such an earnestness and such a conviction by his friends and by the man that literally through the roof, <laughs> 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 there, there he comes. And, and that's exactly what, what Jesus specializes in, is healing uh, broken broken hearts and broken bodies, in this case, literally physically healing bringing that rest that this man so much desired. You know,
0: I love hearing that holistic heal, healing, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Michael, as this continues on to, to Monday's lesson, the mm-hmm. retreatment, mm-hmm. Uh, as this man is being lowered down, the rest of the story yeah. continues. In mm-hmm. Mark chapter 2, uh, verses 5 through 12, and I'm not going to read all of it, but notice here, the very first thing Jesus says after he's lowered, he said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven you. And of course, the scribes and Pharisees, they have a, a huge problem with this, right? Yeah, and they, exactly. they start rising up and everything else. But I notice uh, very much here, verse 12, it wasn't until verse 12 that this man's healed. Mm-hmm. So Jesus tells them, your, your sins are forgiven. They have a big yeah. uproar. As a matter of fact, verse 8 and 9, this is where, uh, but immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they reasoned thus within themselves, he said to them, why do you reason about the things in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, "Your sons are forgiven," you, or to say, "Arise, take up your bed and walk," right? And they're they're of course being stagnant and saying, "Oh, how dare he!" But then, verse twelve, uh, or verse eleven, "Take up your bed and walk," right? And he gets up immediately and takes up his bed and he gets out of there. Uh, I, I I think this is very important to realize that the very first thing that Jesus did is tell this paralytic, "Your son, your sins are forgiven." Mm-hmm. Uh with us, I know sometimes we are so focused in on the temporal, mm-hmm. but we have an eternal God that, we ser- that we're that we serving who wants to spend eternity with us. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just the paralytic that he wants to spend eternity with. He wants to spend eternity with the scribes and with the Pharisees, with the Sadducees, all the other E's, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. But yeah. it's up to us. And, and that, that's the thing. In a, the holistic healing of Jesus Christ, yeah. he's looking to heal all of us and not just the temporal needs that we have. Jesus, I need this. And Jesus, I want that. And he says, those are things that you want, but this is actually what you need. You need saving of your soul as well as the rest of you. He cares about the rest of us, but that was the very first thing he did.
1: I I think there's one other thing that I I find very interesting is God, or through Jesus rather, reaches someone's heart first. Amen. And then heals the body. Amen. He does that again and again and again. And and I think it's important to note this because the proverbial faith healers you know <laughs> uh, there's there's some people um, that that what they do is they try to they try to heal the body to cause that conversion so I'll believe if I experience this miraculous, uh, healing event, and it's not like that. We we don't, and, and that's the model of Jesus. He's he's not he's not trying to be a faith healer. And I need more followers, so if I just heal more people, then they'll suddenly start believing in me. And that's exactly the opposite of the way Christ works. And so um, I'm 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 just totally against. I, I believe Christ can still heal today, but Amen. it's not because so that you know that's why I'm not up up front. You know you know just you know, slain in the spirit, some kind of you know, <laughs> some kind of to bring about so then therefore I have more converts that then will in a in a cynical the most cynical view of that would be so then I could get more money from these people, yeah. right? You know. Yeah. But 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 Jesus is uh truly authentic and and he values most of all the heart. So just what you're talking about. But I just wanted to bring that contrast no, with no, it's what true. we see with a lot of this so called faith healing and that's just counter what Jesus did.
0: Yeah. I appreciate that. And you were telling me about a book that you read this past weekend, which is called Relationship Rich oh, yeah, Education.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm, exactly.
0: Uh, and, and so even as educators, sometimes by end product, we think is knowledge, right? But it's mm-hmm. actually this relationship that we have with our students. Mm-hmm. And then as a result of that comes knowledge from them given to us. And,
1: you know, there's this there's this bypass, right? I love it. Uh, yeah. Relationship Rich Education by Peter Felton and Leo Lambert. So if we have any of our educators listening, uh, checking in on, on the podcast, check that book out. It's worth the time to read or listen. Um, and and yeah, you're right, Buster. Uh, you can learn so much information that's transmitted, but the, the greatest impact that seems to occur uh, occurs through those relationships where a professor takes a personal mm. interest in a student and says, hey, I care about you. I'm concerned about you, you know, or I think there's this great opportunity that you'd be perfect for. But when you personally invest in people, yeah, so relationships, that's what education is all about. And that's that's why Jesus was the master exactly. teacher, the that's master what we follow healer, him. That's why we follow him, right?
0: Yeah. So, so Michael, tell us a little right. bit more about this relationship. Okay. Talk to us a little bit about running away. Wow.
1: <sighs> You know this. This is the tough part, Buster. You it know is. because the reality is that if we're really honest about the world in which we live, we have a lot of people running away, right? And and maybe if we're truly honest with ourselves, that there's been times where we might even admit that that we ourselves, that my myself, ha, ha, have run away from problems instead of confronting them. Um, the Sabbath School lessons actually talking about you know how just. Take the case of depression. You know how many people are just really, really depressed around the world, um, and that a lot of those people that are depressed have really good lives too. You know that's yeah, that's, no, that's it's the the irony of it all. And so, um, in a world of depression, a world of you know, you just see people medicating themselves, whether that's through drugs or sex or you name it. You know, um,
0: any yeah, of yeah. those
1: those kinds of things. People are just um, they're trying to run away from their problems and. Uh, The Sabbath school lesson refers back to Elijah and Jezebel. Elijah, one of the great prophets, one of the great heroes in the Bible. And 1 Kings chapter 18, he sees all this amazing stuff happen on uh, Mount Carmel. Um, And then uh, Jezebel threatens him in (laughs) uh, chapter 19. He is like a scaredy cat. He is. (laughs) He's just running, you know, running as far as he possibly can. And I'm glad for stories like this because... You know, it gives me hope that if somebody like Elijah, a man of great faith that just worked wonders, all kinds of amazing things that God did through him, yet he could also have this terrible, terrible, um, moment where he just kind of lost his bearings, I guess you'd say, you know, yeah. and that's, that's what it's talking about. And, uh, and, and what we need to remember is we all have those moments. We do. Uh, and that's, and, and in those moments, um, and just like at the end of that story, where God kind of comes and reaches down to him and 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 encourages him, is that the still uh, small voice, right? Still small voice, and keep keep uh, listening and 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 allow God to speak to our hearts. You know, Amen. and I, I think that's really what we're we're talking about here. Um, God wants to heal. All of us, the, and we've, we usually start with the heart. That's where Jesus did and conversion, but also the, bi- the the body, the mind. Um, those are important aspects as well, and and we need to surrender those to God. Um, but there's more to the story. Uh, too tired to run. Um, what happens next, Buster?
0: You know, First uh, Kings nineteen verse four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elijah speaks, and this is not his his brightest moment, mm. uh, but. I think all of us have mm-hmm. not our brightest moments, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And he says this, uh, but he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree. And he prayed that he might die and said, it is enough now, Lord, take my life, for I am no better than my father's. And the question is, what, what was he talking about when he's saying he's no better, th- better than his father's? Yeah. Uh, I hate to jump straight to the spirit of prophecy, but there's a quote down here. That says we may not feel his visible touch, meaning God's, but his hand is upon us in love and uh, in love and pitying tenderness. Uh, so I, I believe what he was saying there is that my fa- forefathers, they they felt the same way and they ran away from you. And they they didn't trust in you. Mm-hmm. And here I am doing the same thing. I'm no better than they are. Uh, the lineage of his people. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and as you think about it i picked up that book you were talking about michael earlier generation from oh, generation
1: one of my all time favorite books yes <laughs> yeah
0: and just realizing that yeah sometimes that lineage carries on and we don't even realize it
1: yeah uh, family systems theory
0: yes yeah. yes very much so
1: this this learning to be a non-anxious presence and a lot of people act out because of anxieties that we don't realize that are in their lives you know yeah, yeah.
0: you know and self-discovery you know I, these are probably some key trigger words people don't like enjoy hearing, but Mm -hmm. it's important uh, Mm -hmm. because at the center of it all, we have Christ. Exactly. Uh, Recently, Michael, you and I, we had some discussions. I'm going to tread lightly here, but uh, sometimes you have those personality profiles and they label you and they say, this is who you are. Mm. But one thing as Christians that we have is, can a leopard change his spots? No, he can't, but God can, right? When we surrender to God... He is able to take someone and transform them mm-hmm. uh, simply by surrendering themselves to, to God. Yeah. And yeah. also, you know, I had had a student when we had them do one of those in class and she yeah. she, she raised her hand. She said, you know, uh, eight years ago, she's like, I, I took this and I was 90 percent introverted. Wow. And she says, today I am what did she say. I think she said she is 60 percent introverted. And I said, what happened? She says, well, she said, I was homeschooled and then I went to school and then I went to become a nurse and through clinicals and everything else. I took one of these recently and look, look, you know, it's just helped me grow. Right. Yeah. Personalities change over time, especially those who are committed to God. Yeah. Um, And so don't allow, don't, uh, I, I love what one student said when he was preaching. Yeah. Depression is something you go through. It's not who you are.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, anxiety, same thing, whatever it might be, surrender, surrender it to God, get help. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying go oh, just pray it away. No, that's what help is there for. Prayer can help, mm-hmm. uh, but actually get help. And if you're too tired to run, Remember. There is Emmanuel, who is God with us. They are running beside us. You know,
1: really, God wants us to surrender our hearts and let him kind of be in control of our lives. And, and he changes us and transforms us. I'm reminded of some studies that I've, I've read about uh, people memorizing and committing to scripture, you know. Yes. They have had um, some some challenges academically, things like that. And they wanted to to kind of sharpen their minds you might say and, and the Bible talks about this you know mm-hmm. iron sharpens iron and talks about the scriptures being like a, a, a two-edged sword I mean there's these different references to the scripture um, but it literally does do that where it really does by committing Christ in our life and, and by allowing ourselves to be challenged to to read scripture to study scripture even to memorize scripture literally has the potential to help um, help sharpen that mind those those intellectual faculties and that gives me hope that you know, um, whatever challenges I've had in the past that, that God, if if I'm willing, wants to work through me.
0: Amen. Yeah. So Michael, tell us a little bit how to find rest and more. <laughs>
1: <laughs> First Kings uh, 19 again, uh, but now verses uh, five through eight. And I love this part here because here he is, he just praying, Lord, I just want to die. Yeah. And again, I suspect that there may even be some people listening to this where you're just in such a hard spot in your life I don't know what's going on it could just be feel like everything's crumbling down on you one of my very good friends uh, messaged me this morning just telling me of, you know just a whole bunch of family things accidents people that are sick uh, dying I mean they have a, a hurricane coming their way I mean Oof. that part of the world I mean it's just crazy stuff and it just sounds like Job right and and so here, here he is. I just want to die. Just like I can't handle it anymore. And and I love right here in verse five. An angel touched him. Says, "Get up and eat." And and there's some food. There's some water. And then he goes and rests again. And mm. and sometimes we get so worn out. We do. And burned out. I do. Yeah. Yeah, me too. That we're just just don't know what to do anymore. Don't don't know what to do next. And 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 it's okay. Sometimes to stop and rest to take the necessary time for food and sustenance and refreshment you know and and even physical sleep i think we live in a world where we just push ourselves so hard we don't sometimes even get the sleep that we need Our the rest that we need, need right Yeah. <laughs> and we just function so much better when we do and so i love this the angel you know god working through this angel in his life this divine um, encounter and um you know take some rest get up and eat drink some water and and get your sustenance and i I think um wherever you are if you find yourself just burning at the candles that is just feel like drying up and everything else um follow elijah's example remember the words of the angels that maybe maybe you need that break and that vacation you haven't taken for the last year or whatever you know um, maybe think about having a little vacation or take a day off of work and it doesn't have to be fancy, it could just be going with your family to a park, you know but take that time for resting and, and uh, for the relationship rich environment So,
0: you know Michael, I'd like to add on this one thing I, I appreciate about um, about Elijah is the fact that he actually mm-hmm. called out and said, "God, this is how I feel. This is mm-hmm. this is where I am." Mm-hmm. And he didn't he didn't try to sugarcoat it. He yeah. didn't try to give God. He was honest and he was true with God. And I'm going through a book um, by Michael Card right now. Oh, and it's about the, the uh, sacred, sacred sorrows, right? Okay. It's about people in the Bible who actually lamented, uh, David, Jeremiah, Job, and then he also, uh, the last one is Jesus, but he says everyone in the Bible laments. Yeah. He says the problem is a lot of times in today's day and age, we don't leave time for lamenting. Yeah. We have this optimistic view, like, oh, just be positive. Well, sometimes it's not time for positivity. Sometimes it's time to lay everything in reality before God and his throne, which, Card brings up this point lament leads to worship wow and i you know and I, i've been lamenting the last two weeks and it's been phenomenal in my own walk because instead of trying to cover things up or say this doesn't matter just laying it all before god and sometimes wow. it's not wow. lamenting for myself it's sometimes lamenting for others saying hey my friend's going through a hard time right now can you please be with them these are things he's going through yeah and it's causing my heart to worship because i trust god with it and i know he can handle it
1: I love it. Yeah. Well, I think that's really, you know, uh, what this lesson's all about is finding rest in Jesus, you know, and um, whatever way through lament, um, through physical healing, um, through the converted heart, all of these different things. God's trying to reach down into our souls, the deepest aspect of who we are. Amen. And surrender ourselves to Him. And, and when we um, have that connection there, um, Jesus invites us, says, you know, come and rest amen you know i'm the true shepherd i've you know yeah, all these, these every different theory. metaphors that are there the calling rest. the beckoning yeah. he's he's still doing it so we want to invite our listeners if uh, whatever you may be going through come and rest in jesus amen you know? well that's another wrap for this week so this is soup and swoops signing, signing off as we put a wrap on this week's lesson this is campbell swoops signing off
0: or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at sabbathschoolrescue.org.